Hello, Tesla Nation. You're watching the Tesla Life live with your host, Mark Coughlin. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show with sound effects. <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey. Thank you so much, Patrick, for the intro. Welcome, everyone. Uh, it is uh, show number 295. Here we are on the 22nd of February, 2023. Welcome, everybody. And uh, got some diverse weather, and we got a bunch of news. Uh, so uh, first, uh, introductions. Uh, joining us, as always, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the Undisclosed Location. How are you today, sir? I'm pretty well. If I'm, if I'm glistening, it's because the Undisclosed Location has high solar load. And uh, and it was above cold weather outside, so so there was just nowhere for the heat to go except higher. So Casey's <laughs> bathing in uh, what temperatures of 70, 72, 75 outside? Seventy two outside, eighty two inside. With okay, you know, all right, fans going and everything. <laughs> very good, very good. And uh, Patrick joining us from the West Coast. How are you, sir? Yeah, so Casey's too hot, and uh, I, my power walls are in storm watch mode because we have a winter storm going on. So. It's we've got the extremes happening today. Crazy weather, crazy world. And here in southern Ontario, it's sleeting rain. We got freezing rain happening. We've got uh, temperatures hovering around minus one Celsius, and uh, it hasn't been a pleasant day here. But uh, luckily, I had no place to be on the road today, so uh, everyone's safe at home. So that's that's a plus when bad weather strikes. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my mailbox uh, sent me an email said. Uh, yeah, nobody's coming in today. I'm like, man, it must be bad if you guys, like in snow country, have given up. Because <laughs> like we were in the middle of another one, and they're like, all right, we're open for business. I was like, that's foolish. <laughs> yeah, like I saw the weather report today in the evening news, and it it like cuts the nation in in half. So uh, yeah. up the upper points of uh, all the way from Los Angeles up into the uh, the plains, the Dakotas, and across. Yeah. Casey's just south of that border, and Patrick's up in the the corner of it. So, uh, and yeah. we're smack dab in the middle of the snow country. So, lots of fun today. But let's get on to the news because there's always a ton of test news, and this <laughs> week is no exception. Our oh, first, uh, really, while, while we yeah. do that, uh, first in chat was uh, that wasn't me. It was Derek Ludwig, and uh, we've already got uh, got ourselves uh, quite a few. Everybody's already flashed on the screen. Uh, Derek's right. showing his his weather. Very good, very good. Uh, first story Patrick's going to handle, <clears throat> and uh, it's uh, it's a bit of a reversal from the White House. Yes, that is right. So this comes. They're going to say something. Tasmanian, <laughs> and it's titled "Joe Biden praises Elon Musk for opening big part of Tesla's supercharger network for all EVs in the U.S." and uh, I'm going to say if you uh, drive down from Canada, you'll probably be able to charge too. So <laughs> maybe it's one's in the U.S., not for the U.S., but I'm, I'm pedantic like that, whatever. Uh, so here we go. Here's a nice quote. Um, here's what he said. In building our EV charging network, we have to ensure that as many chargers work for as many drivers as possible. To he that end. Work. <laughs> Elon Musk will open a big part of Tesla's network up to all drivers. That's a big deal 
and it'll make a big difference. And I have to absolutely agree. Um, having had other EVs that were non-Teslas, the charging networks are pale in comparison to Tesla's network. So uh, if I were a non-Tesla driver right now, I'd be very excited about being able to use the best charging network that's out there. And whether you want to measure it by uptime or charging speeds, um, uh, availability, number of stations, uh, number of number stalls, stalls. On, on every metric. Uh, it, it's repair, repair, repair rate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in uh, a few months, Tesla builds out enough that, that's as the size of the other existing networks from the other companies. I mean, it's, they seem to be the only ones that, are actu that actually realize this is important. This is what matters. You have to be able to have this as your only car or else you're, it's, all, it's going to be relegated to just some little runabout. And it, a, a vast charging network that is fast and reliable is a, is a must have. And uh, I, I wish there were uh, other companies that were as dedicated to that as Tesla is, but if this is what it takes to get us there to a future free from fossil fuels, then uh, I'll Start. take it. <laughs> yes. So do we think that Elon might vote Democrat again? Or is this not enough to... I don't know, what, I don't know, I don't know what Elon's voting. Like, it, it's yeah. crazy, whatever he's doing. I, I wish he wouldn't talk about it. Lord, yeah, I don't like, want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it, was, exactly. it was supposed to be a joke about how he, you know, they, they, they've hurt his feelings, and so he said he was going to not vote for them. And... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, is he, is he a little guess, less hurt now? <laughs> if someone's throwing rocks at you, you're not going to back them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Warren and, and 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 the lady in California and uh, and uh, and Sanders, they oof, they they're after him. And and Mr. Reich, but he's not really a politician anymore. He's right. more of an activist. Uh, what do you call him? I don't know what you call him. Yeah. Well, it's Maybe. um, uh, I guess Elon had uh, talked, uh, of course, with the White House uh, a couple weeks ago, and they were trying to get this out of them. Uh, they were trying to get the yep. commitment that they were going to move. And uh, there was a time frame uh, that was coming up. We talked about that last week. And yeah. uh, Elon had decided, uh, I guess he's made his decision because he is guaranteed uh, that at least 7,500 uh, stalls will be uh, shared in the United States for all EVs, uh, if not more. And uh, quickly after uh, Patrick's statement that was read off between uh, Joe Biden and Elon back and forth, uh, there was a, a notification from Tesla itself talking about the number of chargers that are open currently in the United States, which is somewhere in the area of near 18,000 stalls uh, yep. are available in the U.S. And the big announcement was that they plan on doubling at, at least doubling that amount by yeah. the end of 2024. Mm -hmm. So 50% for this year, 50% say for next year, we'll push them over that number. Um, Tesla has been pretty consistent uh, with uh, Tesla supercharger expansion, uh, somewhere between 40 and 50, 60%. It uh, has been for a, a number of years now. Uh, so uh, it looks like uh, they're just planning to keep uh, the status quo and keep the uh, keep the charger base growing. And of course, that will be music to the ears of people that use those superchargers. And uh, that will, you know, somewhat negate uh, the strain put on it from other non-Tesla EV owners uh, being yep. able to to double it uh, within the next two years. 
uh, certainly uh, is going to be a plus for everyone involved. So uh, that was that was great backup to hear uh, from Tesla itself on its Twitter account this week. Also, uh, David brings up a really good point. Plus, U.S. subsidies will accelerate the supercharger build-out, so I doubt we'll see much increase in congestion. Uh, that's David. Uh, I'm going to tack on to that and say uh, on our um, thumbnail for this video, or for this stream, uh, was a uh, drone shot of... Uh, of a supercharger, but it was a V3 supercharger. But one thing you'll notice is in one corner, there was a mega pack. A mega pack mm -hmm. comes with its own set of incentives. So that could further accelerate this as well as make them both battery backed and possibly even with the solar canopies. Very cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. So uh, Oregon just got a new supercharger station, 51 stalls. It's in Sutherland, Oregon, which is uh, wow. right along I-5, uh, about the center of the state. Um, well, on the left side, but in the center, north-south yeah. wise. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's um, not a big city. So, it, but it's a perfect in-between if you're driving through the state, if you're going from Seattle to LA or whatever, it's, it's a good spot to stop. And uh, I think that means there's no span along uh, I-5 that's more than 60 miles between the superchargers. And that so, was one of the goals for the IRA was to put these, uh, these 50 miles apart. 60, 50, yeah. no big deal. I mean, if you still have an actual 50-mile car in 2022 and it's not like an old Nissan Leaf, we've got bigger issues looking at Mazda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek asks, how will non-Tesla owners know where to find the supercharger locations? Will they get an app mm -hmm. map? Yes and no. So when you open the Tesla app and you go over to charging, it tells you where the nearest supercharger is. And I'm guessing if you don't have a car, it'll tell you the nearest one to you. And there you go. Yeah, and there's always alternatives like a better route planner yeah. or uh, uh, supercharge info. I mean, there's there's. I, mean, uh, there's are, ways to find I, them. I have a feeling you know that uh, if Tesla this is successful, season, yeah. I yeah. think Tesla is going to update the app, and uh, maybe some navigation features will leak its way into the app over time. Uh, because that trip planner they had the other day on the website yeah. was cool. I'd like to see that in there. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen, especially with uh, many other uh, drivers wanting to use it. And of course, Tesla knowing that they don't have the same architecture in the car to display what Tesla drivers can see. So yeah. uh, having some of that leak into the application would make a lot of sense for the non-Tesla chargers. Even, even for Tesla owners to be able to do the Tesla route planner without having to go out of the car first? Yeah. I mean, like, like a day yeah. like today, you and Patrick would be like, if you didn't have the car in the garage, you would be miserable on the way to go figure out if you can make tomorrow's trip or not <laughs> well, i don't know i don't know if it'd be quite miserable but i, I get your point uh yeah, david I, has I, a question I, for you patrick oh uh does it have a lounge oh um i don't know i have not been there yet uh that's a good question but uh it's sutherland oregon if you want to go uh, look it up and see if it has a it yeah, doesn't. I don't uh, believe like, it. I don't. They haven't shown in the pictures that it has a lounge. Uh, there were yeah. pictures released uh, of this the, like the one in Germany where it site. comes later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for Derek, uh, does Better Route Planner app work on your cell phone? Yes. And then they also have a web app, which is what it was originally. And uh, and then you can do the full on website if you have a tablet or PC with you or laptop, obviously. Hope you're not lugging around a PC while you're driving. <laughs> 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 I hope they go slow with implementing the chargers. No reason to ruin Tesla. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they hopefully they do this intelligently. Uh, with oh, all the they, data they have, got I, to. 
They've yeah. got to. And, and and just just saying that they're going to have, you know, a minimum of 7,500 uh, stalls. And we just told you that they currently have 18,000 stalls. So yeah. obviously there's going to be some selections mm. based on distance, based on where they feel avail availability is required. All that yes. kind of stuff is going to play mm. into the decision as to which ones. And of course, we haven't even said it's not all the chargers, maybe. Maybe it's going right. to be at a certain location, three or four. Right. right. And the other eight will be strictly Tesla. Uh, there's right. a whole and number of ways that this can roll. And we don't even right. know if they've ramped up manufacturing of the adapters and if they're going to just like put them on at the regular maintenance cycles or if they're going to have a push to, to put these adapters out. Uh, we yeah. know that the network is ready for it because they've been doing it in Europe and they added Australia and... Um, and uh, and New Zealand got theirs as well when, when Australia did. Yeah, right? and they've been yeah. doing some testing in Hawthorne. So and Hawthorne has been testing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. all that stuff is going on. So it'll be interesting to see what what the first location will be, where the first location will be, and and who will just will will they just leave it for us to discover that right, thing right. that this has now appeared, or uh, will this? Uh, Got to believe that there's going to be some fanfare. Anyways. Somebody's, somebody's going to flip the switch in the app too early, and then then the party will be like three weeks later. Maybe maybe <laughs> next maybe next week at Investor Day. Something ah, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I bet you they show off Magic Doc at that event. Mm -mm. Could be, could be. Maybe. Next, uh, oh here's. Here's a here's a story non-story really. Another government story. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Tesla of course was um, found that autopilot has been having some issues that it can in some circumstances break the posted speed limit. So uh, the uh, NS what is it the uh, National Transportation Safety Board mm -hmm. has decided mm -hmm. that a recall is in order, uh, and Tesla agreed to have the recall. And of course, that was the story that went out uh, on the yeah, airwaves that 360,000 plus Teslas have been issued a recall. And of course, it's an over the year update. All that happens <laughs> is they go in and they update the software, they press a button, it pushes it out to the fleet. And, uh, and in the morning, everybody has the update, or the next day, yeah. everyone has the update. Right. Uh, so again, it's the networks, the news networks, they're not understanding what Tesla does for, for these updates. It's not call your location and book a day to come in and take a day off work and all that stuff disappears. It just comes to your car wirelessly overnight through your Wi-Fi connection. And then the next morning, you've got the update and everything has been set in the car and you're on your way, not missing a beat. But, that's a that's not a clickbait headline, Mark. You you don't know how to do media. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what, what was interesting to me about this uh, were several things. Uh, first off, this recall is is in the power steering system. <laughs> like that's how they classified it because they had to put it on something because FSD isn't isn't something you can just check on on everybody else's car. And uh, the other thing that stood out to me was the exact number they called out is 362,758. And the way they classified that is, um, is cars with the FSD software downloaded or pending. So what I was curious pending. of there is at some point Tesla had said they had almost 400,000. Is that cars in the continental U.S.? Or is that all the U.S. cars like Guam and Puerto Rico? Because if it's all of them, then we now know how many in Canada have selected uh, FSD beta and downloaded it as well. 
Yeah. Because that's the only other place you can can get it. <laughs> and if not, mm. then how many of those stragglers, like in Puerto Rico, Guam, etc., are are not included in that number? Cannot be that uh, many in Puerto Rico and Guam, really. Come I, on. Right. How many that's can there really be? Yeah. Not anywhere as much as Canada. No. Uh, part of the part of the other uh, issue is is um, Hawaii. Too, yes. The, Huh? Oh yeah, Hawaii, uh, Hawaii, which, yeah, Hawaii. I think would be included as mainland because it's a state. Um, yeah. <laughs> like are, the, all of those uh, states and U.S. territories would be covered by this. Um, the recall would qualify it, them all, but I don't know if they would count in the count. Why wouldn't they? Why would they not count if they're part of the U.S. territories? The way they worded by... it. it made me wonder. Oh. Like, yeah, it was that. Everybody. Anyway, okay. So, but like so, Mark uh, said, part, it's, part it's, of the uh, reason that the NHTSA right. made this punch list is. Uh, the car at, at intersections that have nobody around. Uh, remember, we had the problem with the problem, uh, the selection with the stops. rolling stops, and they they, yep. they fixed that. Uh, but their fix was literally to the letter of the law. The car gets to zero and keeps on going if there's nobody there. Uh, so the speedometer reads zero, and apparently they wanted to pause first, like a human should. Uh, they didn't like the behavior at yellow lights, where if the car feels it can make it, uh, it will continue on, or if it's not at the set speed, it will speed up. And go through the yellow light, and uh, they didn't like the way that it handled uh, some turns at intersections between uh, uh, red lights, yields, or just uh, right-hand turns. And, and so they they made a punch list, and Tesla is able to check off the boxes and and do the recall and and, and get it out of the way. And a lot of folks are saying, "Well, um, what makes them think it's going to be any different?" Well, when when the three of us complain about it. Uh, Elon is surrounded by all these people who who are just falling at his feet and say it's perfect, it's perfect. I never have a problem with it. So maybe he doesn't hear us. Uh, I mean, I know that the Chuck Cook turn was one thing that they addressed, but I imagine that oh, even yeah. Chuck Cook is getting drowned out by the people saying that there's no problems with it. This thing should be a taxi tomorrow. So uh, I'm actually kind of happy that they they gave because these are these are actual engineers. It's their job to actually go through and explain in engineering terms. You know, Elon and his people are engineers, and, and so they they can just translate that directly into the fix for us versus uh you know with the rest of us that we, we have to like say oh we we used to have a button we could push and, and now they have to guess why we turned off um off off uh fsd whereas in the past at least we pushed the button they, we, they would know that they didn't like something so that's why they did this but now it's like right oh maybe they saw a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> although i hear um audio annotation is coming back yes that uh, was what i was gonna get so, yeah. next yes. yeah. so now now they'll, they'll you'll, you'll disconnect and they'll say why did you disconnect you push the speech button you can say uh, it was going to run through a pothole, or I didn't like how close it got to the curb, or did you or not see that burger? <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> I just felt like driving. <laughs> Changed my mind. That was a great sale. That's <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, cheeseburger. Show exactly. title right there. Right, and then David brings out a good point. Who who doesn't drive like this at times in in the U.S. Yeah. yeah oh, it, I sped up to get to a yellow to light. An, uh, it's tough to have an automated system, though, yeah. because it's going to be required to follow the law. Yeah. If the majority of drivers don't follow the law, okay, that happens anyways. But are you really? Is the Transportation Safety Bureau really going to allow an automated system to break the law? I don't think so. Well, I mean, if if you go something's to the going to have to change. Yellow. Did you really violate the law? Uh, although I will say that mine has got caught by the light twice, and I will say in the same period of time. I got caught by the light more times than that. 
personally. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's 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 questionable, but this this is all gray area that never had to be addressed before because it was all right. up to the individual driver. Uh, right. When you when you mandate that a million plus vehicles are going to follow a certain set of rules, I think at the beginning they're going to err on the side of caution and say just follow the rules. That's yeah. all that's going to be there for the start. I, yeah, but the less human system behaves, yeah. the more likely it is to have problems mm -hmm. because it doesn't act like other drivers. Yeah. Drivers have an anticipation about how an, a vehicle is going to behave. And if if it's doing something that's not human-like, then it's going to cause more problems. And, and maybe they'll have um, the chance to prove that to the safety board. But in the beginning... There's no way they're going to say just go ahead and 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 break the rules or bend the rules. I I just don't see it. Well, happening. but like Casey said, the the two things they asked to change, they were following the letter of the law. They had come to a full stop. Sure, it was like a millisecond of zero, <laughs> yeah. but which is you know unhumanly fast. But they met that requirement. And the yeah. other one with the yellow light, they if you weren't going at uh, the speed limit, they would speed up to the speed limit to get right. to the yellow light in a timely fashion. Um, again, they're not going 15 miles over the speed limit to right. get through it. Like, like, um, like, a, like a lot of people would do. <laughs> like some people would, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but, so, but they may be going a little bit over. They may be going five miles over. Yeah, whatever and when the it comes, is. Yeah. And when it comes to the stop, I know in my jurisdiction, it's not just a stop. It's a, a, a one or two steamboat uh, timing issue. Yeah. When you come to a stop, you have to come to a complete stop, and the vehicle has to be stopped for a certain amount of time now no one's getting picked up on this in real driving i agree right. mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. happening but again that's individuals that could be pulled over they could be ticketed all that yeah. can happen but with a, a system that's rolled out to a million plus vehicles it's a different game yeah so hockey day brought up a, a good point right there one thing i forgot to mention was another item they pointed out is the way that the car behaves when the speed limit drops when you're in the city Mm. It, it it doesn't do anything. It just goes into coast mode. It doesn't regen. It doesn't like you can see it adjusts. Okay, you're going from fifty. All right, now I'm gonna do thirty five. And until it coasts there naturally, it could be a mile down the road sometimes, depending on what how drastic the speed limit drop was. So that was yeah, another thing. Or if you're on a hill, yeah. Or yeah, if you're going down the hill, it could yeah. be even longer. So that was one yeah. one thing mm -hmm. I'm glad that they called out because that's something that's got me and several other people who because um, the law in in the U.S. and Canada is when you hit the speed limit sign, an imaginary line drawn out from that sign, you need to be doing that speed limit or lower. And, Which means uh, you need to start slowing down before the sign. Right. And, and yeah. so the, the way the car does on the highway is at the sign, it starts slowing down, which is enough to get you a ticket if, if, if you know, you got officer, officer quota there. But mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, but, sitting right on the other side of a lower right. speed limit is the perfect spot to perch and pass it out is. tickets. It yeah. is. And most of them will, you know, if you start slowing down immediately when you pass the sign, most of them won't bother you. Uh, but the car doesn't do that in, in FSD mode. It only does that in navigate on autopilot mode and in regular autopilot mode. So so if you're doing 45 in a 25, that's that's bad news. And and, and I'm glad they finally addressed that. And um, Derek and, Der and Derek's right. People do get mad when yes. a person doesn't go through a yellow light. They stop instead. People get mad at that person. But yeah. again, but again, these are all things that are going to come to light when you have a, a system that's pushing it out to so many cars. Right. It's something and, and, that we're going to have to feel our way through. Uh, yeah. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be upset at people, and people are going to say, "I'm not using autopilot because it 
it doesn't drive like a human enough and I get beeped at and I don't want right. to be beeped at. Right. So yes. that kind of stuff is all going to happen as this starts to roll out. I mean, nationally, you've got all that. Like like, uh, like Derek said, if you get rear-ended uh, at yellow lights, uh, Tesla's going to see enough rear-ends at yellow light that they can push back against NHTSA, NTSB, everybody and say, hey, you know, we had a system that works for yellow lights. Uh, Audi knows it's to the second when the light's going to turn green. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, let us use this. Yeah. But um, you're also right about the, collo- the colloquialisms. Like in many places in the Southeast, if the light turns green, you can have a bunch, or as the light's turning green, you can have a bunch of people blasting out of the, of the left turn lane, even when it's not their turn. And in other parts of the Southeast, uh, after the light turns red, you'll have another six cars go through. Oh, and I hate that. that, I hate that is, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would end up getting hit because when my light turns green, I'm going. I do that too. <laughs> I, I'd lay on the horn. Like, I lay on the horn. Yeah. So uh, remind me not to drive in Oregon because Patrick's out there somewhere. Just no, we don't, we don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> we don't have to, only if you like to run red lights, will it be a problem for you to drive in Oregon? If you run and red he's lights, still not hit yeah. you because he doesn't want to be down a car for half a year or whatever. <laughs> Very good. Next, uh, who's going to take the uh, New York unionization story? Was that me? I have the last one. So, uh, okay. Uh, the Giga Texas folks, they want to make a union, and uh, in addition to that, it's a separate story. Giga Texas? Uh, Giga Texas, uh, Sorry. Giga Texas? Uh, I meant Giga no. New York. Okay. okay. You, you had me scared. I was like, yeah. what? what? Texas is not see union that story. They, they don't even know how to spell union in Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Giga New York wants to form a union. They, they've been talking about it. Uh, a separate story. Uh, a few folks have been fired, uh, and and they have alleged union busting. And Tesla has put out a statement saying that this is why it's wrong. We'll see what yeah. actually happens. And 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 all the folks that say Tesla and Elon are anti-union, that's not the case. Remember, they own several union shops. They've got uh, the the Michigan shop is very likely a union, and uh, the German shop is not the not has Giga a workers' Germany. council, which is a lot like a union. Right, right. Uh, we're talking we're talking the automation plant, not. The, the Gigafactory uh, is, is unionized, and, or, or like, like Patrick said, it's, it's very much like a union. Uh, Elon's problem has always been with UAW, so we'll yeah. see where this actually plays out, and, and we'll see. The, yeah, UAW is, is, is not the shining example of all the great things a union can be. No. It, is, it is not. Right. <laughs> no. They, they have uh, a lot of skeletons in their closet already, absolutely. But, but yeah. the, like, like Casey was saying, this story has been a back and forth where the, the people are saying there's union busting going on because people are getting fired. And Tesla turned around right. and submitted information about, well, 11 of the 12 people were fired before there was even a union vote going to happen. So exactly. we didn't even know that that was going on. Therefore, it has nothing to do with it. So uh, a yeah. little back and forth going on. And, of course, when a union is trying to gain uh, prominence in a shop, uh, there is going to be back and forth stories. I'm not sure. The truth probably lies closer to the middle uh, as opposed to, to say, yeah. e- either side. But um, it'll be interesting to see if, if uh, New York does go union uh, because that will be uh, the first Gigafactory uh, that has gone union. Gigafactory and the first fresh union, like the first one that Tesla didn't buy that already had union. Hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. Was it actually people? At, at, so I thought it was data data labelers. That we're uh, talking about. Oh, this, oh yeah, that's, that yeah. was one of the arguments. Factory. I didn't read the because uh, I because of the nature of it. I didn't read Tesla's response. I skimmed real quick. Um, 
uh, by skimmed, I mean like I didn't even like I, I caught a couple words and I was done with it. Uh, but yeah, so they said that the, the the part of the allegations were about bathroom breaks, and they're like, uh, as data laborers, the bathroom breaks don't matter because, I mean, not saying don't get a bathroom break, but they're saying that 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 Tesla has no reason to tell you not to take your bathroom break because it doesn't affect the work. Well, there's like a line. <laughs> there's no line. Yeah, yeah the, the line doesn't stop or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's not like Amazon. You know, where you're like, hey, you know, you know, so again, allegedly, you're, you're not like in the truck, and they're saying you can't stop at McDonald's and go take a leak or something. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing here is, um, I'm wondering if there's a indirect correlation of, oh, some my my manager's telling me that I'm not doing a good job. I'm getting performance managed. They say if I don't uh, do better, I'm going to get um, booted. I'm going to get fired. Oh, and wow, these guys are talking about a union. If there was a union rep they had to go through, they couldn't fire me. Depending right. on how your performance is, you're interested in union. There may be some relationship be, there. I'm yeah. not saying everybody who wants a union is a slacker. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you're a slacker, you might be more interested in a union. Right. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Just just a little maybe. But, but again, again, unions have their place. Uh, there are certainly... I mean, uh, done examples in that. history where unions have been beneficial to employees. Oh, absolutely. Five hour, sure. Five hour. day work week, 40 hour yeah, work week. Exactly. Yeah. These are sick days. Awesome things all that. That, uh... Although, apparently, if you're a train worker, you don't get sick days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you could argue there are some places where we still need better unions uh, because there are workers being abused for profit, and that's ridiculous. Uh, if only yeah. all our unions could be as strong as the police union. Well, let's move, on to the, let's move <laughs> on to the next story. And uh, I want uh, Casey and Patrick to guess what I am what I am when I'm doing this. Uh-oh. Is uh -oh. swatting at flies? Is this a signaling? Is he trying to get I am balloons a, overhead? I am a worker at Giga Berlin <laughs> trying to get in from the parking lot into the house, and I'm swinging at drones. Just <laughs> Oh, I was close when I said swatting flies. Yeah, okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Apparently that or something close to that has happened at Giga Berlin because uh, <laughs> Tesla has now banned uh, drones uh, for regular flyovers uh, yeah, at the, the Giga factory. Apparently there's, uh... there's there may be some open days that are announced when it can happen in the future. But as of now, all drones are banned on Giga uh Berlin's uh, factory site. Uh, so uh, is a seven-ton helium-filled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drones are banned. What about big old balloons? Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about Chinese spy balloons the size of three school buses? Are they allowed? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. You asked this, Elon. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, now they've got those huge balloons from 60,000 feet all floating around the factory. Yeah. With the TV sports <laughs> zoom lens. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've always said this, that there's, especially at Berlin, uh, there was a, a huge a amount of drones uh, that kept flying there. And it's we're seeing that man, at, though, right? at Giga, Texas as well. We're seeing yeah. that uh, with with being able to spot machinery uh, that's being uh, built inside the factory uh, right. because the drones are hovering on the outside. So I, I don't know <laughs> what will happen with Texas if that will start to happen uh, as well. Right. But uh, obviously it uh, it was too much of a bother at Berlin for some reason. Yeah, so, what so, is the reason? Um, Let's do some speculating. 
Berlin started with the 14 year old who, who they kicked out initially. He was the first one in Berlin, right? And they said no. And then he, he asked Elon, Elon said okay. Yeah. And um, so, so. And of thing. course, of course, Shanghai had drones, but uh, Shanghai was built so fast that the drone couldn't get up in the air quick <laughs> enough to see the construction finish. Yeah. But uh, the drone there's... pilot was trying to change batteries and boom, it was done. <laughs> <laughs> So David brings up a good point about satellite overflights. You could actually pay SpaceX to get uh, on on uh, on. Well, I guess you'd have to be a government first, but you'd pay SpaceX to get your camera put on 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 a couple of the. It'll it'll be interesting mm. to see if if this uh, policy goes to other locations, uh, well, or if the, if the other drone pilots are more maybe uh, can they be self controlling that they're not you know buzzing well, every hour of the day. Them, which, like, which hey, is difficult because, of course, you've got different groups that are vying for it. Uh, yeah. You've got different YouTube channels that are trying mm -hmm. to be the best. And, and you've yeah. got people that are putting drones up constantly whenever they can. And these are all different individuals. So right. it's uh, – I'm, I'm I can't say I'm surprised is, this happened. Right. The other thing you got to look at is laws and regulations. So perhaps mm -hmm. they can't do it in the U.S. unless they have overflight over humans or something. Uh, that doesn't mean they won't declare themselves an airport and boom, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wonder, so it's not like Giga Berlin came out with a set of rules and said, here are the rules and you, you have to follow these. Otherwise, we're going to uh, not allow drones. They just said, yeah. we're not allowing drones. Right. So I'm really curious what happened. Yeah. One of the story will come out a little bit later, but that uh, that's what happened earlier this week. So we will see. One of if, the uh, speculations I heard was that uh, Tesla recently got burned um, for trying to install their solar panels in the parking lot. We talked about that. Yep. that yeah. And maybe that data leaked because of drones and that's how they got the violation. But they got the violation for not having the permit. So uh, anyway, I... I'm curious so, uh, if if someone at Giga Berlin thought, "Oh man, these guys got us in trouble. Let's 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 uh, put an end." Let's to end this. it. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's end this piece that's of information answer. that's oh, available to the public free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it is probably almost in real time. So what I would like to see is now for some of the some of the guys who are more enthusiastic or more moneyed, uh, get get some of the heavier capacity uh, units and, and get some real telephoto lenses up on there and yeah. just go around the perimeter. Right. Yeah. You can walk around with the high power lens and yeah. they can't tell you to get off public property. Yeah. And right. uh, you can you can be on the sidewalks on stilts so you can get over those pesky fences. <laughs> yes. Well, the drone can fly. So we can go to the fences. <laughs> oh, uh, interesting. You're saying have a drone that just flies the perimeter, but not on right. that property. Not the, 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 the right. TV, because I think oh, I thought you could just time. walk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, like I get a good, good like a Nikon or Canon or something up on there. Speaking of equipment, uh, next story: uh, Tesla in their store has dropped the price of the CCS uh, converter charger. Uh, yes. It uh, went down thirty percent. It is now available in the store for one seventy-five US, two forty Canadian uh, for our Canadian viewers. And uh, it's uh, it's a 30% drop. So uh, that's good to hear. Always good to hear when uh, the price mm -hmm. of charging or charging accessories drops. Um, Patrick, you have one of these already? Question mark? I have a Chatmo adapter. I do not have a CCS adapter. Okay. Yeah. Are, are both of your cars yeah. too old for it? As far as like they, they when you go to the app, they're like, hey, you uh, appointment's coming soon. Um, 
appointments coming soon for the three, and I, I have no idea if it's even an option for the X, but I, I, I'm not interested in using the CCS network at all. Um, we just talked about how Tesla has the best network and how Oregon's covered in them. It's littered with superchargers. It's awesome. I love it. So uh, yeah, I have a, but, but, I don't want to disparage anybody that has to use these. If uh, if that's you know where you live, that's the network that's available to you. That's the one that's convenient for your commute or whatever, or that's the way you get to your in-laws for the holidays. Um, awesome. I'm glad that they have this. I'm glad. We were just talking about how Tesla's going to open their charging network to other vehicles. Well, this is sort of the opposite. Now Tesla makes it more accessible for... So this is where we need to get to where anybody can pull into any place and plug in and get the juice they need to get on the road and live yeah, their life. Agreed. Yeah, uh, I was just agreed. the app checking to see if it changed for me or not. It still says um, appointments first part of the uh, 2023. And I was also noticing that my uh, uh, that my charge is at 16 amps on a 50 amp circuit. So, uh oh, is it, you're not plugged in all the way, or <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think. Uh, I think it might be time to replace the outlet already because uh, they like it getting unplugged hot. whenever possible. And okay, that you know, unless you got an industrial <laughs> plug, it's not really rated for repeated pluggings like that. So we'll have That's to see true. if this uh, if this drop in thirty percent is going to uh, push up sales of it. We're going to be out of out of stock shortly. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, this uh, it's always good news, whether it's uh, the dropping uh, price of the uh, wall connector uh, or in this case uh, a charging accessory. Uh, and as Patrick has mentioned, it's good to have options. If, if yes. you need the options, it's good to have the options and the more the merrier. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I would probably just keep it just so I have the full uh, menagerie of uh, adapters. But Yes. Yeah. When I first started like driving an EV, I had a whole backpack full of adapters. Yeah. This was 2007, right? So, I mean, I could plug in marinas. I could plug in at campgrounds. I could plug in at... Uh, dryer outlets, whether they were before 1992, between 92 and 94, and then again, the ones after 94 were getting a different one. And yeah, and so yeah, I had a whole backpack full of these things. I, yeah, I was a gorilla charger. When you started with EVs, yeah. you actually needed all those, but, but yes, but, but when you got to Tesla, you yeah. didn't. Yeah. yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, which absolutely. is why as soon as I got my Tesla, I bought the Chatamo adapter because I'm like, I want to be ready for anything, and then I'm like. Hey, I've never used this thing. This is the <laughs> Tesla's network. Is I just assumed it was going to be like everything else, where I'd have to clue my way through. And I, I got mine updated more than I actually used it. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a different story with Tesla as, as we uh, have all seen. Yeah. But uh, barring that, uh, let's uh, let's do the story in Florida that Patrick's got for us. What? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Oh, Florida right. Man. So, yeah, Florida man. This is the this is the opposite of Florida man. This is somebody in Florida that is actually doing something really cool. So, Coral Gables, a town in Florida, the mayor there is directing their police chief to start the procurement process to acquire a Tesla to be used by the police department. So the city has been using it. They have a fleet of over 70 EVs now. It includes Nissan Leafs, Leafs, Leafs uh, Chevy Bolts. And uh, so the, the fact that it's, we've covered many police departments on here getting uh, Teslas and using them. 
And uh, so their police chief is going to uh, do what the mayor asked. They're going to get one and they're going to uh, try it out. And I'm sure as soon as they do, they will see that they're saving money on fuel. They're saving money on maintenance. And uh, it, it is likely to be the, uh, you know, the, uh, the first crack in the dam and the, helping to break the iceberg. I don't know what the right analogy is, but they're going to get one. They're going to love it and they're going to get more. Well, this there is a story. This is a story of a mayor that's already seen the balance sheet on the other side of uh, exactly. several departments, right? And he's yes. looking at the savings that's coming from those other departments using an EV, and uh, his uh, his mandate is to uh, save the city money. So, uh, hey, right. hey, police department, uh, time to start getting with the times. Get yourself a Tesla. We can start saving money on those idling police cruisers that are sitting around town. And mm -hmm. uh, saving on maintenance uh, and the fuel that they use. So uh, let's get rid of the program and uh, start running up a procurement and get one of these vehicles. Because, of course, he's seeing it from, from the dollar and cents side of things. And with that many EVs, 70 plus EVs already in the city fleet, obviously, mm -hmm. they're saving a boatload of money. And I don't want the to cool hear thing any whining is... over there about the performance model. You're getting base model <laughs> because it's faster than that crap you were buying from Ford and Chevy. And, uh, and don't say that it won't work because I already saw 20 police departments across North America do it. Yes, that was exactly <laughs> my next point is that um, every police department that does this is another uh, one that if your police department is thinking about it, they, they don't have to be the first. They don't even have to be the second. They can have a whole list of other police departments uh, around the country in other countries uh, that have done this and how it's really worked for them. And uh, we were just talking about how Tesla has a lot of charging infrastructure. So uh, they can charge up during the day. They can charge overnight. They can charge in the depot. They can, this, uh, this is, uh, is awesome. And it's, and uh, it's really cool to see that these are not just glorified golf carts. These are actual real cars that can get the job done. Right. And, 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 you know, if they want to be like the Thai police, they could, uh, Thailand police, they could actually get the performance models if they want. Yeah. Still have savings. They just won't be as, as great as if they'd gone with a dual motor. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, another, another, uh, another city seeing the benefits, which is great to see. Absolutely. I guess you'd really only need them in, in like California or someplace with heavy Tesla penetration because, uh, who else, who else can run for me except a performance model? And even then you'll catch up. Oh, that's funny. Up. Yeah. <laughs> we tried to catch it, but they had a performance model, and we don't, Mr. Mayor. How come we can't get a fancy one? <laughs> a, reason, a reason to uh, uptick on the next order. Absolutely. <laughs> then you're going to see a bill coming in. You can't sell performance models in the state. <laughs> uh, next story, Harris Ridge, California. Hosted yeah. a Tesla takeover. They did. So uh, what uh, What happened uh, was that uh, they had an unexpected guest show up. And I believe that I can hopefully share the video oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Boom, share. Share. Whoops, that's me. There it is. Very cool. The Seeing the video? Yeah. Yep. Yes. So uh, Tesla Semi showed up at Harris Rants, uh, the Frito-Lay version, uh, just uh, to show its support. Uh, 
just uh, like last year, there were hundreds and hundreds of Tesla owners that did show up at Harris Ranch, which of course has been expanded to now to almost 100 uh, charging locations at this one uh, mm -hmm. uh, one supercharger. Or actually, it's split between two physical superchargers, but really, they're within Sight. stone's throw of each other. So almost yep. 100 locations, uh, stalls available for charging. So a perfect location to get hundreds of Tesla owners together, have a little mini celebration, and... Uh, extra cherry on the uh, cake uh, was that the semi showed up so fantastic so is this like the northeast ones where it's like north and south or is this because it kind of dog legs on another part of the lot uh, i know there's one that does that I think uh this is this is separated by a building um okay. so it's yeah it's kind of uh north and south of the actual location but i believe they're all part of the same complex it's just yeah. that physically they're broken up Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, um, this spot is a really, imp if you're driving from the Bay Area to LA, um, so Bay Area to Southern California, this is, a, a, a you're definitely going to be stopping here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So having a hundred stalls there is a, a really good idea. Yeah, exactly. Next story we're going to touch upon is uh, Patrick about... Uh, Tesla trying to sweeten the pot to see if Patrick will give up his uh, <laughs> unlimited supercharging uh, Model X. Yeah, it's all about me, I'm sure. It is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't do a lot of uh, supercharging, but I have in the last, we had a long weekend, President's Day, and uh, we went up to Astoria. That was a lot of fun. Then we went down to Corvallis. So I, I've, I've put some miles on the X recently, and having free supercharging is really nice. You just pull in, plug in, and uh, go get a coffee, take a bio break, and come back, and it's ready to go. And uh, I've talked about in the past how um, you can't get that anymore. No matter if you buy the most expensive vehicle that Tesla makes, you can't get free supercharging or uh, unlimited premium data. Uh, these these um, things are just not available anymore. But um, what they are offering for people in the situation that, that like I'm in where you have uh, free unlimited supercharging is a uh, 5k $5,000 on your trade-in of an SRX that has unlimited supercharging. If you buy another SRX, so you would get to upgrade to the latest and greatest. Uh, you would lose that feature, but depending on how much you supercharge $5,000, it's going to pay for a lot of supercharging. And uh, I was just, I just uh, did some quick math. If you were spending about 30 bucks a month, it'll last you 14 years. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, if you drive like Casey and you spend a little more than 30 bucks a month, then uh, uh, maybe you don't want to do this, but um, right. for, for, for uh, not non iron butts, it's probably a great deal. <laughs> About some towing. Let me uh, let me see real quick. Yeah, Casey, Casey tows. So uh, Casey's <laughs> in a, a different category already. Um, That's true. When it comes and to more, using more, up supercharger miles. Yeah, more watt hours per mile if you're uh, hauling something for sure. My charge summary here, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing. Uh, I thought it was four thousand last I looked, but let's see, right here. I have spent uh, twenty point two megawatt hours through the through supercharging. And uh, no, it's almost three thousand dollars. Twenty-seven thirty-four oh nine. And uh, okay, over how many years? 
13 days, one hour, and one minute's charging. And uh, that was since uh, 2018. 2018. Oh, okay. I don't so, want to concern uh... you, but there's a baby over your shoulder. In case you just... <laughs> So obviously, it, de it depends on your situation. Uh, yeah. But uh, in in Patrick's case, obviously the five thousand dollars would be an incentive, and mm -hmm. in Casey's case, it may not quite be an incentive. Uh, certainly, upgrading to the the newer car would be nice, and getting a five thousand yeah. dollar discount. But yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but Casey is uh, churning out those supercharger miles a lot more uh, than your typical driver. So uh, it, it depends on the situation as to whether or not this 5K would entice somebody. Yeah. And the other thing is I'm on the fence of when I trade my X in, am I going to get a Y or another X? I really like the X. Y is probably more practical. But if I'm getting 5000 off the X, maybe I'll go that way instead, which <laughs> right, is what I really right. want to do anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, like to keep the X and then just add a Cybertruck, assuming that I can get the date to be somewhere near where they originally said uh, for the configuration I picked. But who, who knows? Yeah, right. yeah. There's a lot of uh, a lot of moving targets there. A lot of balls in the air, as they yeah. like to say. Yep. Absolutely. Well, speaking of balls in the air, um, Tesla and Mexico continue to do this dance. Uh, where oh, yeah. Mexico ministers uh, are, keep saying, uh, government officials keep saying, there's going to be an announcement shortly. It's going to be good for Mexico. It's it's happening shortly. And yeah. we've been hearing this since the end of last year, uh, mm -hmm. that there's been this uh, move towards a Mexican plant uh, that is imminent. We've also heard that it's moved around a little bit. Is it is it going to be uh, near Mexico City? Uh, which the latest has said is going to be a little closer to the border uh, with Texas, uh, which was the original report. And uh, one extra little bit of information that I found interesting was that the president of Mexico had warned Tesla that there could be water concerns based on the area in Mexico that they picked to build something. Mexico, mm. certain Mexican states have an issue with uh uh, water availability. Uh, and of course, Tesla, if it's manufacturing, uses water uh, for many things besides cooling the machinery down to, uh, you know, being the base of their paint system. Uh, water is used all the time uh, in manufacturing plants. So I found it interesting that the president of Mexico, who's expecting to deal with Elon directly on this or, or have a part in it, at least, uh, has warned Tesla about water shortages based on where the plant would be built. So just a kind of a heads up warning. And I just want to say, Elon, if you're listening, Canada doesn't have the issue with the water. So <laughs> not, not being biased. Just, just, just want you to know we got lots of water. So but, I appreciate but, uh, you getting in a plug for your country. <laughs> that, that's awesome. But that is uh, that's something that was uh, new to the mix this week. And uh, again, they were saying that an announcement is imminent, but nothing has happened yet. So uh, I'm not sure. Not sure what's going on. Is it is it the dance of uh, you know looking for tax incentives and the best deal possible based on where the plant would be placed? Maybe it's uh, battling state against state in Mexico. Not really sure. But uh, there certainly has been a lot of talk about Mexico, uh, and uh, it just seems to be heating up. Oh, uh, I was watching a, uh, a video about the geography of Mexico that explained why 
uh, the population is where it is and why uh, we've got the industry we have where it is. And, and the industry is where it is because it's basically free <laughs> to, to get the part, parts and, and, and goods into the U.S. Um, to the point where it's, it's closer to us than it is to their own population center. Uh, the other thing to look at uh, there is they, they, they were pointing out on their latest announcement that uh, that it was near an air facility and Tesla rarely air, airlifts cars. And usually if they do, it's like uh, a cold weather test to Alaska or cold weather test down to Australia, New Zealand. Uh, they don't generally deliver the cars by air. Cause no, yeah. that, that's, that's kind of be expensive. Some expensive delivery fees. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt as well. And then uh, they're probably gonna at least looking at something, doing something in Mexico. But right now, it sounds like this is another case of um, of Tesla in India, Tesla in Mexico. They're just back and forth in negotiations, and we'll see if anything becomes of it, or if uh, one party just isn't flexible enough, or both, uh, to, to to get anything done. Yeah. So we will see. But uh, that dance is currently going on, and. Uh... Tesla's being a little bit, certainly a lot more quiet about it than what the Mexican officials have been. So, you know, they're, they're trying to get votes. They're trying to be elected for next term. They're trying to look great in front of their constituents. So I, I can understand 3, why. Jobs. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand why, definitely. But uh, we'll keep we, our eye uh, on Yeah, we uh, teased, uh, maybe we'll find out something uh, next week. Maybe uh, new Gigafactory locations will be announced at Investor Day as well. Could be. Yeah. Because Master Plan 3, uh, that's one of the uh, big agenda items. And we know that it's going to be about scale, about going to massive scale, which sounds like they should be announcing at least one more uh, supercharger location. And um, if not, two or three. Not supercharger. Oh, sorry. Gigafactory. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hear what I mean, not what I say. <laughs> We're all we're all over this show. And, and speaking of that, uh, we're <laughs> going to get together next week uh, for the investor day. We're going to try to start off the uh, live uh, feed about half hour before. Uh, so uh, certainly keep your eye on your uh, Twitter feed for that announcement. Uh, we don't know the time yet, uh, but uh, again, about half hour before is look like when we'll try to go to air. So you can join us next week for investor day right here. Yeah. Next, Casey's got a story about the cyber truck which is sure on do. everyone's mind so uh our friends at drive tesla canada managed to collect a couple of videos for us and uh so they, they the way they phrased it was uh, the cyber truck's prototype was spotted with this air suspension cranked uh which to me um especially like the in their tweet they use a different phrase than cranked uh made, 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 made it sound like it was like bottomed out it was overloaded uh, but you know, let's take a look and see what we're talking about here. That, that is air suspension on what is likely max or, or near it. Can you imagine how tall it is wow. already and then like lift it up another foot? <laughs> I mean, you can see it next to those workers there. And then yeah. that is stationary and much clearer. And that's coming from Cybertruck Owners Club. Yeah. Look Against at that. that. Oh, all the way up there. I, I'd say that probably is close to max because that's what my X and S both look like when you put them at max as far as like the extension. Not that height, but like just the way that they um, 
the way that the components look. And that, of course, is a construction worker that has just lost their job. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you the lights, the lighting guys. Especially if you hear his voice, see us see Yeah, yeah. You know? he, he, uh, he released his voice, saw so he had a hard hat on, he's done. So uh, that's unfortunate, but uh, certainly uh, it's uh, some great photos uh, of the air suspension maxed out. So this is uh, somewhere in between some of the prototypes we've seen lately because it doesn't have the new mirrors, but it does have mm -hmm. the new headlight location. Without the headlights installed yet. Oh, they're there. Like, oh, uh, is it? Oh, oh. Yeah, the very end, you can okay. see it um, reflecting. Okay, yeah, maybe there's just some cover missing. It's, or it's powered off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, so that was uh, leaked information, but, uh, and again, could be part of Investor Day, too. Maybe something about the Cybertruck uh, could come up for it as well. There's so many things uh, that could yeah. be possible for next week. We really don't know, uh, but mm -hmm. uh, we've mentioned a few of them during today's show, and uh, that, that could certainly be another one. Uh, but uh, with that, we will wait for next week so uh thanks everyone for joining us uh tonight appreciate it if you haven't already please give us a thumbs up press that subscribe button that helps us out immensely doesn't cost you a dime uh but uh helps us out and uh also uh for some uh, shout outs uh what do you got for us patrick anything going on you'd like to to mention i'm with the oregon electric vehicle association you can find us at oeva.org and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net, like it says over there. Fantastic. And uh, hopefully you don't have to use your storm mode. Actually, storm mode's uh, activated, on. right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, I should see if it's uh, still in storm watch mode. I'll check that while uh, Very good. Casey, Casey, what do you got for us? Catch us on Sunday at youtube.com at Casey Green. And we've got a lively discussion for... Everything that's new in the, the world of uh, green living and, and Tesla and other EVs, recalls, and uh, just, you know, whatever comes up. We've got, we got a grab bag. It's fun. And then uh, we randomly just go on to the next thing. It's a blast. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yep. So here it is. It says, uh, Stormwatch, a winter storm is forecast for your area. Powerwall has fully charged to provide backup protection. So it looks like it'll be that way, uh, at least for... Uh, Till uh, four a.m. Very. That'd cool. be cool if right after they they have the storm watch, they have a a, a, um, a grid stabilization event, and so you can just get it back down off a hundred. Yeah, yeah it'll, uh, it it says uh, grid's buying back at double price. You're right. taking it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with us. We thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week. And uh, we'll get together next week on Investor Day and find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs>